I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Liam is a bit of a fraud. Said he was available today. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to Sunday League Pundits. There's only three of us uh, for this episode. Uh, essentially, what happened after our Arsenal stream, Arsenal United stream, is I'm like... Hey, I'm going. To, I went to the lake today with my family for a bit, and the next thing you know, Liam's like, "Yeah, I'm going out tonight. I can't be out on the podcast." Brett's like, "Yeah, I'm going out as well." I'm like, Matt never responded, so it was kind so of. We're here. Yeah, so we're here, and I, I I came back as I got home around eight. And I'm like, okay, or eight fifteen. So yeah, I was out of the city for a bit. So like I'm in quick. So uh, hi, I'm Greg. We got Lucas here as well. Up, oh, and uh, we got Waz, of course. And I'm Waz, right? Welcome once again, to Sun League pundits. It's uh. Been quite the Sunday that we're recording this. Um, you know what? Oh, you're introducing your thing already. I, I, yeah, I have to. It fits in perfectly. Um. Oh God. So, I have a surprise for the gentleman on the podcast. I have acquired an item that fits in perfectly. I don't know how to feel about this. Jogo Bonito football <laughs> is arrived at Bull Trafford, baby. Let's go, Brazil, Anthony. Let's go, baby. Yes. I, uh, uh, that's the most crinkled Brazil freak like I've ever seen in my life. I got it at the beach. <laughs> Somebody gave it to us. What? Some, got... Someone just gave you a Brazil. There was a Brazilian family, and they gave us the flag. Shout <laughs> to the Brazilian family. If I'm like, oh my god, this will be perfect for the podcast. And Anthony is at uh... Be careful not to hit the mic with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, hopefully that didn't cause any issues. But yeah. Or audio people. Uh, Waz brought out a Brazilian flag that is very uh, crumbly. Yeah, well, we can clean it and whatnot. But, but Brazil, baby. Yeah, Joko Bonito football. That's all I know about Brazil. When it comes to my Portuguese. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Greg was there for the watch along with Liam and Brett and I. And... Damn, that was a good game. At least from from my point of view. I'm sorry, Arsenal fans. Arsenal fans are probably pissed off. I mean, this is their first test. It's like I was saying on the stream. It's their first test, and they I, got beat. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna mention like this might be like the first time they've faced any adversity. But then again, the Fulham game was kind of a test. I mean, Fulham's been in good form. I mean, um, the Fulham's a team that they should beat. Yeah, and uh, they came up against uh, a Manchester United side that's turned it around very quickly, getting a result off Liverpool. I'm sorry. Um and then Leicester, I think. I can't remember who else we beat. Yeah, Southampton, yeah. Southampton, Leicester, yeah. and then that's four in a row. It's four in a row now. Uh, although yeah. I think the Southampton game, from what I saw, you weren't the better team. Uh, that know, was yeah. that's old news. That happens. Leicester, uh, I don't know what happened. Did you watch that game? I watched a bit of it. I think uh, 
it was just a good strike. I think it was Bruno. I can't remember. It was Bruno who scored. I can't honestly. It was like it feels like a distant memory, even though it was like Thursday. <laughs> I was at I was at the office, so no, I was kind of keeping an eye. That, that was the one where Sancho went past. Yes, the, the yeah, keeper. Sancho absolutely ditched them. It was beautiful. <laughs> Sancho has been great form recently as well. Um, but yeah, this was a great um, result from United. It was great, great to see Marcus Rashford get two goals, especially to boost his confidence. Um, it was nice to actually see him finish a chance. I mean, he finished a chance against Liverpool. That's true, actually, yeah. But, like, there's so many times where Rashford gets in these positions and either, you know, it's over the bar, it's the post, and just it doesn't go well for uh, Rashford. So Rashford's been doing better with his chances recently. Well, it took a deflection, but it's still went in the back of the net, and yeah, that's and all that matters. Same with the second goal. You going to say something, Lucas? No, second goal just happened. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, Arsenal, of course, dominated possession. I, I mean, uh, there was one point where it was, like, 78% to 28 in the second half. So I heard Gabriel was because I didn't get to watch the game because I my I had to edit my own video mm-hmm. and um I heard Gabriel was uh a bit shaky especially on the counter attack for one minute when Man United got on the counter attack yeah well that's we talk about that lots where United like to play on the counter attack and Arsenal's defense just were not ready for it because it's like Arsenal like Walls was saying Arsenal had the ball just for the entire time dominating right and from at the times, second half they did look like the better team. They probably were the better team, other yeah. than you finishing your chances. They just couldn't hit the net. It's just, yeah, when it came to Arsenal's defense, they just couldn't, I don't know, keep up with the, the passing and the pace of United when going forward. And United didn't look perfect at times. I think they were pretty wasteful with the ball, especially in midfield. I thought, I thought you were good defensively, though. That's I think the thing I noticed most out of that game was not the goals. It was that United was actually organized well in the back for once. It's very rare to say. Until Maguire came on. <laughs> and Maguire came on. And Gets I think he took card. a yellow like minutes later. Well, I think it was his first touch. Matt said that. Oh my god. It might have actually been his first involvement in the game. Is that, getting a yellow card. I only saw like 15 minutes of the first half and like 5 minutes of the second half. And the part of the second half I saw was that yellow card. Yeah. <laughs> it was and, quite funny. Um, I mean Arsenal's first goal... Um, a little bit lucky but deserved I thought. Um, That was more so I think De Gea absolutely just having... I don't not really De Gea. De Gea just kind of maybe judged it a little bit too soon, too late. And I mean, who was it? I think it was Delot who made the tackle, and then it kind of just went to was it Saku scored, and then Saka just took the chance. So it was just Saku, Saku's, <laughs> Saki, Saki. Oh, yeah. Um, but overall, it's crazy how things have turned around at United. You know, after those first two losses. It, it was like doomsday for United fans. We thought, like, oh, no, here we go again. The season's a write-off. And the next thing you know, the ship's been turned around. Football is a very, very, uh, a sport where people could results and every, your, the things people were talking about you, about you just weeks prior is completely different. Like, it's crazy. How, like, you guys were, like, here, and now you guys are here. Martinez, Smurf, now go defend. If I'm being honest... Manchester United supporters should thank Brighton and Brentford for waking this team up, honestly, I think. It was a great wake-up call for when they got those two results. Ten Hag saw what happened in the Brentford match. He's like, we're running the same amount of miles that they ran past us. (laughs) And it just, it really taught this team, you know, if you're going to take bad losses, you're going to get punished. And it it shows to them how much a win actually matters now. Yeah, um, I think... I mean, the signings are good, too. Yes. Anthony scoring on his debut. I'm sure you went nuts. Brett went more nuts than me. I was 
I was very excited, but Brett, like... I mean, Brett always goes more nuts. The thing is, when you're celebrating with Brett, you got to hold on to something, because you know he's going to come up for your neck or something. It's, it's... See him learned out in the Champions League final? Yeah, like... It was uh, very... But, yeah, obviously, I was... I didn't expect him to score on his debut and play the way he did. I thought he was fine. I remember, I think we got a comment on TikTok, and someone's like, oh, undeserved goal. He's been poor this in the first half. He did, he's done nothing. Like, I think he's been giving Arsenal's defense some issues. It was his debut. Yeah, it was a great debut. and I don't think if you tuck him... I'm not tuck him. I'm not tucking him to better or anything. Um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, anyways, what I was trying to say... Whenever you tuck in a chance, it's not... You, you have to tuck it in. It's like Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a good finish. And it's, it's just kind of... Right now, I'm hoping this doesn't go um, the Martial way where he scored against Liverpool on his <laughs> debut. Great goal. And then it just goes... It, ups and downs. Ups and downs of Martial. And uh, I was really... I, I, the guy, I wish he was, wasn't so injury prone. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to get 15 this year. Yeah, depending <laughs> on how many princes he can get. Uh, that's based I mean, on... If Rashford's going to score goals, it's yeah. going to be hard to get... And, if Ronaldo can't get in the lineup. And, and I love how I outed that one guy on Twitter. Um, just because... I, 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 I stumbled upon a Cristiano Ronaldo Twitter fan page. <laughs> and I saw a reply to a guy. And this guy responds... Rashford isn't a striker. Get him off. No movement in the box and doesn't create space. Only thing he does is miss 50% of all his passes. Then I responded with just an LOL, lowercase. Tweet got deleted. <laughs> I'm like, buddy got exposed. I exposed him on my TikTok as well. I haven't seen how many views I got. but well, Speaking of sp- exposed, did you guys talk about this or other than the streams? Uh, you getting exposed on TikTok? About my shower? Yeah. <laughs> A week ago? Yeah. So if you guys, I, I don't know if we brought this up on the last stream or... or it was last... definitely brought on the streams, but I don't think it was... Not on the podcast. Could... Yeah. It was a little, I was thinking it was a day after. It was last week when Man City defeated, who was it? Crystal, when they came back. Crystal Palace, yeah. So I made a small, like, a couple tweets and a TikTok about how City were losing 2-0. They came back to win 3-2. And there was a time span where I decided to go take a shower around halftime in that game. I come back, it's 3-2 City. I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck happened? Some kid on TikTok is like, calculated the exact seconds and minutes from Crystal's second goal to City's third goal. He's like, you lasted, what, 64 minutes in the shower? I call cop. And I'm like, (laughs) bro, I said I want to go freshen up as well. I'm not just taking a shower. I might be taking a shit. I don't remember. I, I'm doing my hair. I'm brushing my teeth. You know, sometimes when you're on the toilet before the shower, you're sometimes around like for a few minutes, just relaxing. I don't know, thinking about life. And then you hop in the shower. That could be 10 minutes sometimes. And then, yeah. So I'm sorry that it took me fucking 30 minutes to do shit in, the, in, the, in my bathroom. Well, you're supposed to take 20 minute or a 30 second shower is what I meant to say. And get back and watch yeah, the football well, by the, again. By the looks of it, that guy should learn what a shower is. <laughs> that was actually a lot of the comments. and That was the most viewed video that guy had on his TikTok. Was well, t- you can't just be exposing people like this. Well, just he's not exposed. I'm not exposed. He, yeah, you're, now you're exposing him. You well, can't he, well his TikTok got over 200k views, right? Yeah, it's probably like 300k. <laughs> got more than mine. <laughs> Do Fucking better. Fucking hell, man. Do better. We had, a few tic- we had one TikTok last week, actually. got 1.2 million views now. A DFC Empton match. Yeah. Um, the linesman one, yeah. Yeah, but aside from that, good stuff from me. The form is great. It's a shame that we're not in the Champions League. I think I think UEFA should reconsider that. 
Oh, shut up. Arsenal um, finished sixth last year. We're playing like a Champions League quality team. You wave us should put Manchester United in the Champions League. I hope no. you, I hope you, you, I hope you, re I hope you realize <laughs> Arsenal isn't in the Champions League as well. So. And they finished above you. Well, that's why we... And, and you what? said they were playing better than you at times in the game. And they're still in first place. Shut up, man. The best team in England is not even United or City. It's Brighton. <laughs> Great transition because they demolished Leicester 5-2, which should have been 6-2 in my opinion. Why, why 6-2? Um, there was an offside goal earlier. They had uh, two disallowed goals. Two okay. Dis okay, there you go. I, I, I was very confused on McAllister's worldie. Because he, there was, they, it was, I think it was a corner, and it kind of deflected off. Right, perfect placement for McAllister. McAllister bangs it. It was the best goal of his career. That's <laughs> what the commentator said. And yeah, and then they disallowed it because of an offside. And like McCall, I was like, McAllister is not even near. Offside. It wasn't him. It was the play that it was offside oh, okay. before. So it was offside. It just. I mean, there's been a lot of. There was a lot of our situations this weekend. Actually, it's. Yeah, like apparently, apparently West Ham got screwed over in the last minute because they, uh, because they apparently fouled Mendy on the way to their equalizer, no. which I wasn't able to see it, but apparently it was really soft. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't exactly remember now, but it was. I heard it, and everyone was pretty upset about that. Uh, which... But Brighton, they just continue to impress me. Aside from that Fulham result, um. I mean, that 5-2 result against Leicester is something maybe I would have expected from United on Thursday. Like, hey, you guys only beat Leicester 1-0. Yeah, it was a scrappy result, but you get those three points somehow. Brighton is showing how it's done. Brighton's fourth now. Yeah, they're, I've always been a, a Brighton man. I know it's early, but do we think Brighton can get Europe, like Europa League? They'll probably fall off a little bit, but... If they can continue getting goal scoring, I don't see why they can't finish high up the table. Like last season, they would have been higher. They would have finished higher if they actually had good goal scoring. There's been there were so many matches last season where they just couldn't put the ball into the back. Of well, the it's because they didn't have a proper actually striker. And now, I mean, they have Danny Welbeck, but who I don't think he's not even scoring. <laughs> yeah, he just he, he gets into great positions though. Like Danny Welbeck, what you can't complain about him is his work rate and him getting to no, the. He's been fantastic. It's just like you're saying the goal scoring. I don't think like. The midfielders like Trossard, Solly March, McAllister. I don't think they're going to keep scoring as they have been. Gross has like five goals or something already. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. I don't think they're going to keep that up. I mean, well, I think some of them could. I think McAllister has the... I mean, depends how they keep playing him for the rest of the season, but McAllister's a very talented player. And, yeah, he's been yeah. showing a lot of... I'm what you, Caicedo scored a nice Caicedo goal, too. Caicedo's good. Yeah. He's a good player. player I would... But, you know, right Is this now. a... Is this a reach that McAllister can make the Argentinian national team for the World Cup? I think he, I brought it up on the stream, and well, they did announce their uh, September friendlies team. If I can find it, because he has been great. Like you're talking about, like because he, of course, his banger got uh, brought back, but he scored a free kick and a penalty that game too. So, got his yeah, trick. He, yeah, he's on the Argentinian national team for the uh, squad for the. September friendly, so it's not surprising. I'm, That's awesome. He's been really good. Like when Brighton are like you said, they're in fourth place, yeah. and he's a big part of that reason. He should be called up, and um, he is. Yeah, and, the, and I mean, to I mean, Moises Caicedo is another name that's been thrown a lot. He's a very talented player. Uh, Leandro Trossard also playing well. But I think with Pascal Grice, what he does well is he's just able to really just get into the box and get in these positions and. 
takes just chances when he has them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he had a str- str- some struggles in the last few seasons. I'm not... A, like, yeah. Because I remember when he was... I think before Potter came, he was pretty good for Brighton. I remember really liking him. Then when Potter arrived, I don't know if... if I feel like things slowed down with him, but now he's performing extremely well. Maybe he has been performing well in the last few mm-hmm. years, and I just haven't been noticing enough, but... Yeah, I'm pretty happy to see Brighton doing well. They're a club I do respect in the Premier League. Yeah. I hope they can continue it and, you know, prove some of these frauds wrong. The Premier League frauds, not fans. Not wrong. Now, uh, talking about Leicester, though. Oh, bottom the table now. How, how long does Brandon Rogers have, Lucas? Well, okay, the thing with Leicester right now, I read somewhere, even, I don't know if this includes the sale of Fofana or not, but apparently they, they are... Are running out of a loss of over a hundred million. Not which great. is why they weren't able to buy anyone because like they pay high wages to their players, but they weren't able to get into the Champions League for two seasons when they really should have gotten themselves into that uh, competition. Yeah, but they didn't do they didn't do that. They finished fifth both times, um, and they didn't even and they didn't do great in the Europa League as didn't well. Didn't do great in the Europa League, but now their their performance last season trailed off. Where they, they even qualified for Europe in general, right? Or not? No, they finished like low. Yeah. So, and with also adding to the fact that guys like Fofana leaving, which isn't ideal, and rumors everywhere about several players wanting to. Well, I don't know if they want to leave, but there's rumors about like Newcastle wanting to buy Madison, things like that. It just, it's gotta have like be pretty frustrating for the manager who where he can't improve his team and it's basically the team has become stagnant like they're not they haven't improved they they've actually gotten them worse because they've lost one of their better center backs and how are they going to improve when they can't spend money because their team is running at such a loss because they're a lot of their players are, are on pretty high wages yeah mm-hmm. and Maybe. they had a pretty big squad too and now they're not in europe and but they still have a decently sized squad yeah, but the, then they keep getting injuries yeah, the in key injuries, roles as well. The injuries have always been an issue at Leicester, it seems. So every, uh, there's always a key player for her, like Madison, Vardy. Um, and, uh, and Nilo Pereira. No, not, not. Ricardo. Ricardo, Ricardo that, that was a huge one. I remember this one year. I'm, I'm sorry to bring FIFA ratings to this, but I remember <laughs> he was like 85 rated in FIFA. I'm like, holy shit, he's good. So um, He was considered, when he was playing he and was, Le- yeah. Leicester was playing good, he was considered one of the best right backs in the Prem. And then also, like, another player that's shocked me in terms of a dip in qualities is Ndidi. Yeah, but you, you don't hear too much, uh, too many people talking about him right now. No. Like, at least not in a positive manner like you have in the pa- past few se- seasons. Well, when he was playing at his best at Leicester, he was valued around 40 to 50 million. And people were considering, oh, United should be all over a player like Ndidi. And now I think an injury really set him back. It's right? like, like you're saying, injuries to lots of key players. Yeah. And it just slowly kept. Dropping and dropping. Yeah, the official report from Mail Sport, I don't know, source, but Leicester to reveal estimated annual losses of 119.5 million pounds, the highest in the Premier League after signing just one player this summer and selling Fofana for 70 million. So that's including with the sale of Fofana. Supposedly. Which is really bad, though. Oh, wait. Uh... Oh, okay, no, that, that doesn't include the Fofana sale because that sale didn't happen in the financial year. Okay. But it's still not ideal for them. No, it's really not good. And I'm sure Brendan Rogers is not happy with how everything's been going. But 
And if they sack him, he apparently gets a huge severance package. I think he has a lot of years left on his contract still. I think it's like around fifteen million or something like that. So, jeez, <laughs> they're already losing a lot of money. They don't want to lose yeah. another fifteen million to sack the manager. And the thing is, you you know, of course, you don't know Brennan Rogers, but well, I wouldn't mind knowing him. But do you think it's his fault, or it's like the players and the club's fault, or all of the above? Look, I think he has to take credit for how he brought Lester. Near Champions League football multiple times to a trophy, but you also have to take criticism for not getting to the. He's he's been a manager for the most part where outside that FA Cup he hasn't been able to push them to that final step. And I feel like he's taken them to a point where he can't take them any further, and I can't even improve the teams. Yeah. But just how the press conferences are going, and just how. Everything is happening. It's just not an ideal situation for him. And at least the last time when he was under pressure like this was with Liverpool, and it didn't end well. No. He ended up getting sacked, I think, maybe seven games in. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it, it's... So, right now, I don't know what Leicester need to do to get out of this funk that they're in. It's not going good. They've got one point in six matches. They're also which... pretty bad at defending set pieces, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure there, there was a stat out there where they're just really awful at defending set pieces, and that was a, like a big reason why they conceded a lot of goals. Well, the funny thing is they scored like 30 seconds into the game today. Yeah. And then they just they blew it. <laughs> Lucas, did you watch like any football this weekend? Look, I have to edit. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, just asking. I, I watched the Liverpool game. No, yeah, I was just wondering uh, if you, like, what I did watched you watch? like 15 minutes of the United game. And... Watch any Serie A. Um, that's okay. There's nothing wrong. That happens. That's, that's I, life. I mean, yeah. I mean, I got to make videos so you can yeah. make I'm, a living. But, this is true. And that unfortunately happens while the football happens on the weekend. Um, Just to quickly mention, a manager who saved their ass a little bit is uh, Stevie G. Uh, oh, getting yeah. a result all around City, a draw. Yeah. Uh, great goal by Leon Bailey. Uh, I mean, it seemed like Villa at one point could have actually won the game with how they're pressing City and winning the ball. So, uh, But obviously, we know beating Manchester City is a tough task in the Prem. Yeah, I mean, multiple teams have gotten ahead of them in games. Yes. Uh, Newcastle, 3-1, Chris- but then City came back. Uh, it's- <laughs> was it uh, 2-0? Yes, and it then was. Yep. City won, and then here. City, are- well, City-, City was winning this game. Oh, yes, they you're were right, you're right. Because I didn't watch the game. <laughs> That's okay. Holland scored again. Tenth goal. This guy, he's going to break Salah's record. You know, At the, in this pace? Yeah, oh, he should very I'm, much I'm, should. I'm, I'm currently wondering, can Holland score 40 goals in the Prem? He's on track to do a lot more than I, that. I, I wonder but... about that because right now the pace is high, but like, will the load of competitions kind of you know bring that down? Like, like the... It probably should, because I very much assume Pep will start rotating him out, depending on... We've known he's had some injuries in the past, yeah. and he probably wants to keep him for... not Maybe not Champions League group stages, but especially in the knock, once the knockouts come. As a avid Bundesliga fan, this proves to me that Bundesliga players can do well in the Prem right away. I, I think, unless your name is Erling Holland, uh, I don't know about that. I think Holland is a different... Breed, he might be five of like one of five footballers not from this planet, <laughs> especially with the way he runs and his 
No, I think he's from a Viking planet. He's from Valhalla. I, th I swear to God, Erling Holland has been sent back from Valhalla to prove us mortals how to be good at football. And there's footballers better than him, though. Maybe. Maybe. I, at his position, there's only one man better, and it's, it's Robert Lewandowski. Right now, yes. Or maybe Karim Benzema. Yeah, you could argue that. Um, you know, Lucas, even though you haven't watched a single match, I always appreciate your ball knowledge. Okay. It's very rare when you're dealing with Liam. Yeah, I mean, I look, I, <laughs> I listened to last week's podcast. I feel like that guy was talking a load of crap. That's not surprising. So was I about Yeah, Trent. you were talking so hey, much man, crap. Hey, man, hey, man, hey, man. What are we, what yeah, are we saying? You, you weren't even talking crap about his performances or anything. You were talking about crap about his celebration. Yeah, man. Have some shame, Trent. Oh, I mean, I guess he had some shame. Yeah, you, you, go, you go from doing that celebration It was to... a great goal. He could celebrate how he wants. Goal. And then you can, can we talk about the Everton? Yeah, yeah. Liverpool? The game that I actually watched. I'm, I'm not going to dig into you too much. Bro, you were so annoying on that group chat. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, this guy was like... Uh, you clearly didn't watch the game at all. But the Everton Liverpool? No. There's no, not, a chance, There's not a chance he watched watch that game. I watched it. I watched a bit of Napoli Lazio. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this proves to me that Napoli will finish above Liverpool in the group. We did make a Champions League predictions on our yeah, you gotta go check those out. So I'm like, I'm like, I just respond with the letter K because Waz put all this text. I'm like, because I don't care. And then he's like, see? And I'm like, you're. Mo I'm like annoyed because I have to go edit my video. I'm like, and he, I'm like, your words matter very little. <laughs> I was about to say your words matter very little to me, but I feel like that have been a bit. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna toss in also. I don't think Trent will be able to handle the Georgian. Oh, he might not be able to. That guy has been sick this season, yeah, except for against Fiorentina. Yeah. Um, but let's get into Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool versus Everton. Uh, obviously, Merseyside derby. Form goes out the window. Doesn't matter what's going on. A derby is a derby, and it was a very good match. It was a great nil-nil. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah, it was a very good match. I, I was very impressed. Okay, I've only seen Everton play twice this season against Chelsea and against Liverpool, and I've been impressed both times. I don't know how they've done their other games. Apparently, not they haven't been the greatest in those ones. But I was I was impressed. They played on the counterattack very well. Um, no, I I've watched Everton a, a few times as well. That was definitely their best game they've played. Like sometimes they just look. It's like two different teams are playing for that club, and like, but you don't know which one's actually coming in and playing on the day. And that one was the good one who gave Liverpool a hell of a game. Yeah, they they definitely I mean, uh, it was uh Tom Davis, he hit the post with the outside of his boot in the first half. Uh they he's I'm like having a hard time remembering some of the attacking movements they had, but I know like the Mari Gray, it was Anthony Gordon and Neil Mopai made his debut for their for He should have scored. Yeah, he had like five shots, which was more shots in a game than any other game he ever had for Brighton. <laughs> yeah, it just proves uh, couldn't score Brighton. First game in, couldn't score for Everton. But yeah, he made a lot of chances, yeah. though. Like, honestly, it kind of, I guess you can kind of say kind of like how Danny Welbeck's playing for Brighton right now. Not really getting the goals, but creating lots of space and getting chances. Yeah, but, the one where the, they hit the post, I, I don't know what Joe Gomez was doing on that play. Like, barely, yeah. he barely tackles the ball, like. It looked like his tackle wasn't strong at all, and then it just hops to Tom Davis, and he just picked the post unluckily, and then he went with the right foot there. It was kind of yeah, for I don't know odd, but 
some players like to use the outside the boot with it, but Liverpool in the first half it just felt they were not in first gear or Everton at least made it difficult for them. and then out of nowhere Nunez incredible strike Fernando Torres-esque like Fernando Tor if you remember Fernando Torres's amazing goal against Middlesbrough that shot reminded me of that unfortunately Pickford tapped it onto the bar and then Luis Diaz he got the ball right away and hit it off the post I'm like yeah <laughs> That was like the best bit of the half. And then second half, um, Liverpool played a lot better. But Everton, uh, they were not great in the first 20-ish minutes, maybe 15 minutes. Uh, but they're able to hold off with Liverpool. Thanks big part to Jordan Pickford. He was incredible. Yeah, like, that is the Jordan Pickford you see when he plays for England, honestly. But he, and better. I mean, I feel like he's... Had less mistakes recently. In recent, I don't know if I heard a lot about him last season, or other than the. Boy, well, no, that was two. <laughs> well, he's with what? How Everton finished last season, just surviving relegation. He's the captain. He's the club captain, of course. They have a point to prove, and I think he's really trying to lead that team to try and prove that this is a team that actually should be higher up in the standings. Yeah, because he's a young. Oh, he when he signed from Sunderland, he was. Very young at the time. Let me just see how old he is right now. He's 28. What are you, what are you laughing at? <laughs> There's over that? an idea in my mind. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, but he's 28 now. He's entering his prime years as a keeper. Which is weird to think. It feels like he's been around for so long. He has mm -hmm. been so long here for, for so long. But it's like it's time for him to step up and show that he has the ability to be a top keeper in the Premier League. And more with more games like that. And it'll be easily done. Now, <laughs> when he, <laughs> I read this on, I think, Reddit. But it's funny when whenever he plays this well... His distributing abilities just gets a lot worse. Because <laughs> he was like, there, kicking the ball out. Yeah, so that happened quite a few times. Makes a massive save, gets so hyped, and he just kicks the ball, gives the ball back. Now, there's some contention in this, and this goes along with the far message we talked about earlier, but Van Dyke, his tackle on Onana, who had a great game as well. Mm -hmm. uh, some people think that should have been a red. <sighs> I mean, VAR didn't even look at it. I don't know. I I think it sh if it was a little bit higher, definitely VAR would have been looking at it and possibly a red. But it's like his foot kind of slides on his shin. Then it like it's a stamp. Yeah. If if he if he stamped on him higher, like I think know. yeah, I think it's a red. It definitely like came out of nowhere though. It felt it was just yeah, like it just it's like Virgil. What where'd that come from? What like, are you doing? Funny thing is, I thought Virgil was having a much better match than he does that. It, He's gotten a lot of criticism recently, and deservingly so. Well, he gets lots of criticism because he's usually doesn't get any criticism, and that's yeah. why. Uh, but yeah, I think he was a lot better in that game. But yeah, Trent, Trent wasn't great. I, I was very disappointed with some of his performances. Well, he came off decently early. I feel like that's just rotation, but maybe this a message needs to be sent, maybe. But Fabio came off early. Yeah, I didn't even notice him that much in the game. He yeah. just... Because well, he's also playing, like, in the midfield. Yeah. I don't think that's where he should be playing. I don't think so either, but, like, I haven't seen enough of this kid to really understand where he should be playing. I, I also think a message should be sent to Trent. I agree. Bench him. We did that to Maguire, and see, now we're winning. Well, Trent didn't cost us multiple matches. And Trent's also... And stab like one I, of the best I right backs. There was a point in time where I loved Trent, and now I don't like him. You're a salty 
just because he scored an absolute banger and when, when did, I, yeah, did a yeah. cocky celebration, yeah, I guess. Continue. It was very cocky. <laughs> but also, there's like the only depth to find is Milner right now because Calvin Ramsey is still injured. Anyways, yeah. uh, what else did I want to say about the game? But yeah, I, I think this is a, a chances both sides got because Everton got a lot of good chances. They scored a goal, which was counted as offside. Yeah, which it looked offside on the initial, and then on the replay, it looked really close. Hmm. Um, but then Liverpool also created a lot of chances for themselves. Just I think this game could have went anyway. It could have been a win for Liverpool, and you'd be like, "Damn, Everton unlucky." It could have been a win for Everton, and be like, "Damn, congrats, Everton." Well, I think a draw is fair. I think the- I think yeah, a draw is very fair for that game, Lucas. I gotta ask though, <laughs> I think. You- Mo Salah, what is going on? Is what do you think? He is not getting into goal scoring positions, is what I'm noticing. Yeah, it, it's just not the Mo Salah that we're used to. You know, because Luis Diaz seems like he's doing what Mo Salah would be doing in the past years, like always just getting the ball and just cutting in, making a take, play right taking away. Taking on defenders and yeah. making them look silly. Right now, and Mo Salah doesn't seem to be doing that. That much, and I don't know if they're trying to play through Diaz and, more. And or... like, oh, it's because Mane is gone. I don't think it's because Mane is gone. No, I, it's definitely not that. No, <laughs> that's a odd that's, take. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know Klopp competent on this, like, and he doesn't agree with what people are saying about this. But in previous seasons, like, I'll show you this photo. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah, if you watch Salah's goal from last year, you see what positions he's taking up. And for the most part, he's usually in, like, central spaces. I'm showing. Yeah. Normally, he, like, moves into center. Now, in the games this season, you've seen him on the sitting, like, sitting out wide a lot. Like, not really. You're seeing different players getting into the scoring position. Sometimes it's it was Nunez. Sometimes it was uh, Firmino. Sometimes midfielder running in but you haven't seen Salah get into those positions goal scoring areas where he has in the past and I think that's one problem 
Liverpool are are a team that like to change how they're playing constantly. So teams can never really adapt to them and be able to um able to counter it as easily. And but right now it's been a bit of a slow transition with injuries they've been having. And right now, I don't know if the Salah's positioning is part of that transition, but right now it's just it's not going well for him and Keep captain, captaining him on my fantasy <laughs> Premier League, and it's not uh, other. Well, like the Newcastle result, he got two assists, but yeah, it's not ideal. Aside from the the match against Everton, what, what's been the key thing surrounding Liverpool's weird form, f- weird results? I think there's been some bad luck, injuries, injuries. I think they they've gone into good goal scoring positions in many games, like Crystal Palace, I, Everton. They got into good goal scoring positions. Um, but I mean, even against, uh, United, we almost equalized it on one or two occasions, but well, they're literally, like you said, they're mid, there's three midfielders was full force Fabinho. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. I love that name. (laughs) It's because it's two Fulham players and Fabinho. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, I mean, I, I, but Harvey's proved that he's Harvey's that guy is, he's been great. Yeah, like the fact he's been enjoyable. I've honestly. been reading a uh, Pep Linder's book, and like I got to the chapter before Harvey's injury, where like like literally like the the match week where they were talking before he got injured against Leeds, they're like Harvey's been improving so much. He's already already ready to be a first team player, and then he gets injured, and they were just devastated. But yeah, yeah that's like one guy you don't. Like. But he stepped up. Oh, uh, was he? He's like 19. Jesus, he's very, he's very good on the ball. Yeah, he's very good on the ball. They pass, a beat of a man. It's great, and he presses very well. Like he links he, him, his pressing with Salah is very good. But the problem, I think the like I mentioned earlier, like Liverpool are trying to play a different style of play so they can adapt. It's different to what they were playing last season, and right now it's there's just been some problems. I think. Uh, long term will be fine, but short term we're just having some um bumps in the road because injuries and there's just some poor preseason planning. There has to be with with how the squad is shaping up mm-hmm. right now. Well, speaking of short term, what do you think about our tour? We're up. <laughs> Look, um, our tour is was a very talented player at Gremio when he was young. Moved to Barcelona. Didn't work out for him. From what I read, Barcelona didn't play him in what was his best ability to to his best abilities. And then the move to Juventus was literally just cooking the books and accounting phrases like that. That is one of the most fraudulent transfers of all time. We're just right behind the Neto for what? What Neto for some other keeper? Yeah, Neto and Sillison swap. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Those two are some of the most fraudulent transfers <laughs> oh, I've seen Sillison. in my life. But Artur at Juventus, I think he got injured a lot and just just couldn't stay fit. We get. We'll see if Klopp can get the best out of him. Look, this right? is literally this guy's last chance at the top. If he can't make it work here, yeah. uh, Rhodes. And Liverpool just had. To, they needed to get something in. I know you were saying you hope they just take a risk on someone. This is a risk. It's a risk, but it's also you didn't spend money on there's a lot of money. Buy. It's an expensive loan, but there is an option to buy if he does perform well. Yeah. 
Was it like thirty million or something? It's like thirty-five million or something. Which I, I mean, know. if he does well, I mean, then that could be a steal. Considering also, it. apparently Nabi Keita, he's not registered for the Champions League, so I'm got you got to assume he's injured for a long for a long tr- time. Yeah, or at least a couple months. Which <sighs> that guy, I love him. He's such a good footballer, but he's never considered. It, it might if he can't stay fit. It might be well. His, well, he's on his final year of his de- deal, I believe. At yeah. least you didn't sign Adrian Rabio. That would be another headache. Imagine <laughs> him and Klopp. You guys almost got him. I know we didn't. We got. Imagine ca- you got him and Arnautovic, and what a different timeline you'd yeah, be well, in right now. Well, guess what? We're not in that timeline. We got Anthony and Casemiro. I instead. wish we were in that timeline. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I yeah. bet. Yeah, things would be different. Different moods. Great. Um, <laughs> I, I guess a question for you I have is: Do you think Jurgen Klopp's uh, style of football is hurting Liverpool? As it kind of apparently hurt a Dortmund. I think that's a ridiculous take. Do you, do you think so? Because people were contributing Jurgen Klopp's philosophy to why Dortmund had so many injured players uh, throughout the years under Klopp. Yeah, so, but the, Jurgen Klopp doesn't play that style of play now. It, 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 there is similarities, like the counter-pressing, but it, if you look at that Dortmund team and how they play and how Liverpool play now, it's a different type of play style. It's a, it's different. I find it it's interesting you said because people were saying oh how Jurgen Klopp's um you know footballing tactics are the reason why so many players at Dortmund had short careers and long term injuries because of how hard they had to press. Lewandowski. Yeah, I think it's like the one player. That, uh, yeah, Ab- it's true. Aubameyang. Gundogan. Gundogan's a good. That's another one. Yeah, I mean Gotza was that problem wasn't uh, Klopp. Yeah. Um. Hummels? Hum- yeah, true. He's still pl- he's thirty five. Yeah, people are like saying, "Oh, how about Sebastian Kell?" Yeah, it's like, <laughs> or like there's other players. Like, like maybe so- sometimes players just get injured more often. Yeah. It's, it's and plus there's so much. I think the if you really want to blame something, you blame how many fixtures there are. Yeah, this is true. And how many how little time there are between competitions. Like COVID, there was literally the season had to be delayed, and then there was like a month, and then the season was starting up again, and then there was a Euros right after, and then and then there's after this, the, the last season that just happened, there's like an international break again for Nations League for some reason. And then there's like, well, two, three weeks for a lot of players to just rest up mm-hmm. for another 10 months, 10, 11 month season with a World Cup coming up in the middle of it. It's just like, oh, these injuries are not just happening for Liverpool. Was well, you know what I'm just hearing? Liverpool fan just complaining. I'm just, I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I had to just bring that up. It was just funny. Um, anything else we should discuss with the Premier League? I mean, Spurs beat to- uh, Fulham. How how did you feel about that, Greg? Mitro's on fire. <laughs> Second best striker in the Premier League. Best striker? Second best. The best. I wonder. <laughs> Marcel. I I when I was when I started that sentence, like I know what the answer is, but I'm I'm just gonna finish. I uh. <laughs> Just quickly, I, I'm confident Fulham can actually keep this form going. Our only two losses are to Spurs and Arsenal, who are first and third in the league. You were away in both of those? And away in both of those matches. Like and like you're talking about, Brighton and a team like Brentford, who smacked those you, who are in great form. Great. We beat both of them. So I'm I'm pretty confident right now, and we brought in some good signings. I'm, I'm so. liking this competition in the Premier League right now with Fulham, Newcastle, Brighton, Brentford. These the, not the massive club is like getting. It's good to see the competition in the Premier right now. Well, and just I guess the other team is a team that a game that really needed a bit be a win is Nottingham. Needed, yeah, the, needed that, to oh, be Bournemouth. Nottingham. Not, they got pissed at that. Forest. Call him Forest. 
Forest, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they they needed to win that match. Home to Bournemouth, and you're up 2-0, and then to lose 3-2 is real bad. Yeah. Look, they've made... What, what was the it's, final it, number on transfer? Was it 22 or 25? I think... I thought it was 23. <laughs> no one knows. They bought literally a full squad. Yeah. Two full squads almost. Yeah. No, I mean, oh, like, yeah, if you're talking yeah, about yeah, an 11, yeah, 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 a bench, and reserves, it's a full squad. Yeah. I, I don't under... I understand you want to survive in the Prem and you want to improve the quality of the team because realistically, when you're a playoff winner from the championship, your quality of your team is most likely going to struggle, as you've seen in previous occasions in the past. But when you, because when you're when you're, you're playing football with like your club, your team or whatever, like you know, you, when you're playing, you play games and you're used to who you're playing with. You know each other. You, you link up well. But when you get a new player in, you know, unless if they're like extremely good and can make an impact right away, you know, it might take time for them to adapt and you know gel with you. And when you have literally a whole new starting eleven that can multiple start, different starting elevens, I guess. It's. I feel like there's a, I, feel like there's gonna be like some adapt, adaptation. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Sorry, it, it's just words. Too many, too many is the thing. Now, and will it work in the long term? We'll see if they can survive. Um, if they can survive and then keep a bunch of like, it's a lot of quality players who've yeah. proven it or proven in the prem that they can do it. So, yeah, it's just really, really confusing what their strategy was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they do have a strategy, but I'm just a little confused. Was yeah, but well, we'll see. But I guess the Greek man that owns the club wants them to prosper. Another one, actually, just uh, not like not even about results, but Diego Car or not Diego Diego Costa might be coming back to the Prem. Yeah, because uh, six foot seven signing just tore his ACL. Yeah, of course, Lit- of course, that's such a FIFA thing that w- happened. Dude. Wolves. Need some goal scoring. Can can Diego Costa be the one? They if they finally did win. When was of the course, last a one. This guy played football. I have no idea. I haven't heard his. I didn't think he was relevant. Still, I thought he may have retired. Because I'm pretty sure he left Atletico Madrid in January, and then I or for China or something. I I I, I maybe he went to Brazil, but I don't know. Who me, honestly? Who knows? Yeah, he was at Atletico Mineiro in, in 2021. Got 15 appearances, scored four goals. Beautiful kid. Now he's a free agent, apparently. Yeah, Wolves are, uh, they have like, is it, I'm pretty sure they have three goals or something. Or no, I think they have five goals. I forget. They literally have like five goals and four goals against. It's it's funny in six games. I mean, they are very good at defending. They just cannot score. And this was the problem last season. And I think um... it just, it's not happening, but... Diego Costa might come back, and we'll Anything see. Anything else Prem-related we should talk about? Yes, I want to talk about, well, not fully Prem-related, but I guess it's a topic. Okay. Um, so, you know, Liverpool game, that happened. Um, woke up, it was at 5.30 a.m. our time. And I want to talk about, like, you know, experiences of being a footballing fan in Canada when watching football abroad. And, like, your guys' feelings whenever you wake up early for a game, and... And like watching football in the morning. Well, I, I know Liam talked about this when he went to Scotland. He went to a game and it felt weird to him because the game was, of course, probably at eight o'clock at night there or whatever. And you're waiting for the game 
to like get going. And sometimes we know that with like hockey and other sports here. Sometimes it takes it away because it's just so far away that you're not like it takes up the hype about it. While like for a football for us, 530 in the morning, you're just up. And you're you're watching football right away. Yeah, there have been points where though, like you wake up that early, like at five thirty, even at four thirty, if you're like in Vancouver, it's like oh, you're watching the match, you're like you're about to doze off. Yeah, because because <laughs> for the Liverpool game, I was and I woke up five twenty five a.m. and like I legit t- tried to go to bed earlier, uh, but I couldn't fall asleep until like after midnight. And oh, then when right. I woke up, I was just like, yeah, oh, this is so hard getting out of bed. And I know there's like other parts in the world where it's like worse. Like I think New Zealand, Australia can be worse in those times. But like, yeah, just like, I just remember as a kid and just like, because it's, it's a different experience waking up and watching football. Because when I was younger, there was uh, on sports and it was the soup. They called it super soccer Saturday. And they had like these like huh. in the commercials they had like these like animatronic animated like things where just like like just hyping up the game I'm like oh this is awesome and like a match at five thirty a.m. eight a.m. and then uh, ten thirty a.m. and just it's crazy oh. that you you can watch all the Premier League games in the morning here and then still have a whole day to go yeah it's it's I I I, I think it's awesome uh, in a sense that. Depending on how you treat your weekends can be different from person to person because some people like to go party on Fridays or Saturdays and they want to sleep in while, you know, with how my life has kind of gone last year. Like, I li- I've been liking to wake up early in the morning. So, like, when I wake up early on a Saturday, it's like, oh, hell yeah, I can make a cup of coffee, uh, chill in bed for a bit, watch some Premier League. It's a good way to, like, just relax in the morning on a weekend. Yeah. What What's your experience of watching Fulham? Because you had to wake up many times in the past 5.30 watching Fulham lose. Why is it just about losing? Because they've lost. There are seasons where they were in the Prem where they lost a lot. I, it sucks, of course. <laughs> but I'm always going to support my club. And waking up at 5.30, of course, sucks. I mean, we play Chelsea next weekend at 5.30. And so... Uh, my complaint is because well, there's been, what, five, six Premier League fixtures? Or... Uh, five on Saturday so far, and two of them for Liverpool have been at five thirty a.m. <laughs> yeah, um, it reminds me. It was like one year. I, it was United. It was one of their uh, season openers. It was like five thirty in the morning, five forty-five in the morning. I woke up for it, and I swear to God, I almost passed out in the grocery store a couple hours later. <laughs> I was so tired. I'm like, Mom, we gotta go home. I'm, 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 I'm tired here. I'm, I'm not doing well. Well, there's uh, another thing about like, about like the same thing though is. You find it odd that the Merseyside Derby was at 5.30 in the morning? Oh, it's been like that every time pretty much every year. It's also just... Because, like, isn't it, like, the main games are should be, like, the later matches? Is, like, is it, don't they, like, try and do that sometimes? Yeah, but sometimes they put the main game early. I guess... Because they sometimes accommodate to right. Asian markets as well. And, I mean, yeah, so go ahead. And from what I understand, the Merseyside Derby has always at least on whenever it's been scheduled on a saturday it's always been a 5 30 a.m from for, for the longest time i can remember like i bro, i remember waking up for merseyside derby at 5 30 a.m i think it was 2013 or jaggy yagelka or jaggy um he scored a banger in the last minute to 
draw the match against Liverpool, and I was so pissed. <laughs> and there's, I, I just remember there's some memories, just like waking up and then living with your parents, you know, parents' room is beside mine. And I'm just walk, trying to walk down quietly to the TV to uh, watch the game and then try not to be too loud when Liverpool score. Like, I remember one year when we played Norwich and uh, uh, the Premier League rights were with TSN at the time and I turned on the game and they didn't have it on. Yeah, it's always annoying. I'm like, it says it should be on. Why is pool being played? Yeah. <laughs> and it eventually came on and, and then like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. And what's your uh, most memorable experience of one of these super early matches? I would say the time I almost fell asleep in a grocery store. <laughs> That's the most memorable. I, I, I can't really remember, honestly. They, it's, they, they become such a blur after such an early, like, um, I'm looking forward to waking up early for maybe World Cup games. No, for in Qatar, we'll see how that is. Oh yeah, because the World so, Cup in Qatar is the game matches our time is gonna be like six o'clock, eight a.m. Honestly, uh, I, I was looking at the schedule and like people are kind of over exaggerating. Oh, you're gonna have to wake up like three a.m. to watch Canada. This and that. I'm like, no, like the the, the, the times for Canada are pretty okay, like 9 a.m. and 8 a.m. There's a 12 p.m. Like that's not terrible. They're, I think it's a Poland game at six a.m. again. There are a couple of 3 a.m. games at the World Cup. Yeah, but I think those are for, like, maybe teams that we're not so super interested in, which... Yeah, I think for, like, teams that are, like, probably... Worth it. I, I think they did a really good job of maybe trying to um, accommodate people in those countries. Yeah. Is 3 a.m. the kind of time where you would just stay up? I'm not or... watching a football match at 3 a.m. <laughs> or would you go to bed though? I'm would not, you stay up or go to bed? It's like, a, know, like it's that in between. If I'm time. being honest, like if, if like for example though, if Canada was playing at mm. three a.m., would you stay up then go to sleep after, or oh, would you? Know, man. This is what waking I, up at three in the morning sounds. This horrible. is what this is my plan with things like that. I do this with some Premier League games at five thirty a.m. I didn't do it with this past weekend, but with a lot of like games I want to watch early, I sometimes. Like, I did this a lot with the Premier League last season because uh, I wanted some sleep. But, like, if I want, like, an extra hour of sleep or something like that, I uh, wake up at, like, let's just use the Premier League 530 games as an example. I wake up at 6.30 a.m. And then I turn on my streaming service. I make sure I don't look at the score and start the game. I don't look at Twitter or anything. And I just watch the game from there. Oh, that's hard for <laughs> And that's what I would do if it was, like, a 3 a.m. game if yeah. I have the opportunity to... Uh, um, well, what's nice about most of the stuff now is they actually have like watch. If you join late, you can uh, like watch live or like start from the yeah. Game. See, I I try to avoid waking up at all for these matches. <laughs> I I when you, I saw United, they're like, ah, they're playing Southampton early. I will not be waking up for that. I'm sorry, I, I value my sleep. It keeps me sane. So maybe for a Manchester derby, or I I think it depends on how well United is doing in this season, is really the determining factor if I wake up. If it's like a title deciding match, yeah, I'll wake up for it, 5.30. But if it's like we're playing fucking Fulham, I'm like, you know what? Nah, nah. Sorry. No, no or, yeah, I just, I usually use an example. It can be like a, like a, like a Bournemouth. <laughs> Everton. That's a good, better example of shit, I think. And they drew you. Never mind. They're good now. I, I don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> I just, I just told like three other teams are all shit. <laughs> so, so, yeah, if you right now it's Leicester. Yeah, well, I mean, I, that was a one p.m. game. I was happy. I mean, if yeah, if you guys are watching or listening to this and you have any experiences of 
early morning football matches uh, let us know yeah we we got a i was looking at our listeners on uh this new thing we use acast and it, it tracks where people watch us from uh, uh, i mean anchor did that i think this has been actually a little bit better i won't lie so we've got it tracks like every individual like so we've got like about 80 listeners from australia so shout out to you guys uh aussies and then shout out to everyone yeah of course uh so it seems like a majority of our listeners come from either the u.s or the uk Canada, Australia, Ireland, and then we've had one or two people from all over the world. Um, that makes sense. some Egyptians here and there, and South Africans. Shout out to you guys! If you if you want if yeah if you're watching from somewhere else, cool. <laughs> um, what else is gonna say? I forgot. No, I was gonna. Uh, yeah, that was a great topic you brought up. Waking up early, like it's it's tough. It is tough. <laughs> uh, World Cup would be fun, but oh, the, like the World Cup in Russia, man. Holy! I there was the early, I I ended up burning out crashing from football in the group stages when Belgium were playing England in the uh, final group stage match. I legit was trying to watch that game. I just felt so many matches at the World Cup. I just fell asleep. I, I just couldn't <laughs> I'm, stay up. And I'm interested to see how it'll go for when uh, it gets really dark here in Canada. Like, you're going to wake up 5 in the morning. It's just pitch black for, like, a couple hours, though. Like Not just for, That'll be pitch black till like, 9. Yeah, so here <laughs> in Canada, obviously, I mean, this is everywhere in the world. Like, right now in the summer... When you wake up like 6 a.m., the sun's coming up. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful sunrise. But like, this would be a time where you wake up at 7 a.m., pitch black. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm depressed. I mean, that's, I think, in different parts. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, for me, it's just, it's a nice, relaxing experience. You wake up, you make a cup of coffee, you watch some Premier League in your bed, you're cozy. It's, it's just a nice, you don't do that with hockey. And then Prem, that's, Prem, remind, Prem makes me feel cozy. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I only have uh, my streaming service for the Premier League on my laptop, so I just, <laughs> I legit just turn and, on my laptop. And recently, the Premier League start times have been be- very beneficial because as soon as they kind of stop, uh, come to finish, it's like, oh, now it's time for Serie A, now it's time for La Liga. It's like they've been kind of like at the same, t- uh, a little bit. Yeah, not not too many twelve thirty games. Our time twelve. Yeah, uh, I think that's gonna change. I think there's some earlier starts in La Liga and Serie A coming up here soon. Which I was speaking of La Liga and Serie A, I've been keeping an eye on those leagues, mainly Barcelona. I've been enjoying Barcelona. I've been I've been seeing that you've been falling in love. Yeah, they're great. They're very fun to watch. I learned that Sevilla is shit. Yes, they are bad. They're, they're not good. They're I think, not good. I think the commentator mentioned that, like, apparently before Barcelona, the Sevilla supporters demanded an apology from the Sevilla players. After that match, they wanted them to come on the pitch and apologize for that performance. I'm like... Because, like, yeah, the sporting director came out, yeah. and he tried to bring, like, some of the players over to apologize mm-hmm. for the yes, performance. Yes, yes, Because yes. Monchi's a sporting director. Sevilla have been bad. Like, I know... I think there's a few comments... The 16th. Yes. There's a few comments, I think, on this podcast, and there's some on the Champions League where, you know, people, I, feel like, I feel like there's just some people not really aware that they've been actually really crap. Like, not even this season. Well, like, they're, they're, they're not Cadiz bad, but they're Sevilla bad. Like, they, they, like I said on the Champions League predictions, they finished fourth in a two-horse race in La Liga because they were the mm. closest team competing Jesus. with Real Madrid last season, and they finished in fourth. It's worse than Spurs. These Spurs finished third. Leicester won the league. Yeah, and I'll just yeah, they're what's they're sixteenth, one draw, three losses. Not been looking good for Sevilla. So good luck to them. Uh, but just speaking of La Liga, I'm just looking at this quickly. Barcelona have conceded one goal this season so far in four matches. Eleven goals. Um, Lewandowski leading the league in goals and assists. So I think with five. Uh, Cadiz 
they have scored zero goals. They have conceded 10. <laughs> oh, but some names you keep an eye on. Uh, I heard that Real Sociedad, um, they signed a guy named Sadiq. Like he's, they signed, they sold Isak to Newcastle, yeah. who was incredible against Liverpool in the yeah. week. Um, but yeah, they signed Sadiq and a guy named Ali Cho. Oh, and this Ali Cho guy is apparently really good. He's 18, came from Angers. I'm, I'll have to watch more La Liga other than Barcelona. Well, you could watch them on Thursday when Manchester United oh, are playing true. Real Sociedad oh, on, in the Europa yeah, League. Yeah. So keep an eye on those two walls. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll pocket them. Your boy Oyar is a ball. Yeah. <laughs> Under million man in FIFA but 21. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the uh, El Clasico when it comes up. That's October 16th because right now um, Real Madrid are leading La Liga with 12 points. They have 4-0. Barca have one draw. Also, Villarreal have not conceded yet. <laughs> Villarreal have actually been pretty good from what I've heard. Don't uh, fuck that. Bad memories. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Uh, if I can quickly mention also, Serie A has been really... Uh, Roma that was a ro- got smacked. There was a lot of good matches. A lot the of stories. The Milan Derby. The result. Juve. Um, football to catch. Uh, the <laughs> Milan Derby. Arguably one of the best Milan Derbies in years. There's feels. been a lot of good ones. Yeah, it's... That was a really back and forth affair. That was enjoyable. To the Milan Derby is usually good. Yeah, Rome, but Roma got smacked four. What happened there? How, because everyone's been praising Mourinho recently, but this has been a stain on his uh, last couple of years. Who are they year. playing? Uh, Udinese. Udinese. Oh, Apparently, the left back uh, Udoje, who uh, signed for Spurs, who's on back at Udinese, yeah. he was incredible in that game. A lot of Spurs fans are getting excited. <laughs> um, but I obviously didn't get to watch it again. I didn't. Like I mentioned, I didn't watch. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. I have a lot of matches recorded. You know, on Fubo, you have 250 hours to record for full mm-hmm. matches. I'm almost full. Jesus. I've recorded like from every week and I've not been able to catch up. Oh my God. <laughs> There's a lot of football to watch. Oh gosh. So I don't know if I'm ever going to catch up on that. I might have to start deleting some games. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, I, it's very interesting. I mean, Leao scored a goal. Again. Oh, Leao was fantastic. Yeah, I think he scored two. I was thinking it was one, but I feel like when he scored, I'm like, this is a player who was very good, but nobody seems to talk too much about him. There are people talking about him um, now. Yeah. Apparently, Chelsea offered like nine for him, and Milan yeah, rejected. He's lethal. He's got pace. He's got he's got footballing ability. He's got, great, great dribbling ability. Yeah. He, he won the MVP last year in I Syria. Am, I am terrible at describing players. But <laughs> <laughs> Inter. They, Who's? Yeah, they've been. Uh, if for me it was Inter, it feels like aside from their two strikers, the rest of the team doesn't really stack up. I mean, I mean, Lukaku's injured, and without Lukaku, it just feels like they can't play as a unit. The, the, I feel like a lot of the play goes through Lautaro and Lukaku, and yeah. And one one interesting point I read on Twitter was when because uh, Conte he obviously won the Serie A with this. And last season when Inzaghi came in, you know, they still had that Conte effect. Like, they mm-hmm. still had um, some of his tendencies in that team last season where they were still pretty good. Um, but this season, more of that is going away with the Conte stuff. And it's more becoming a, a Simone Inzaghi team. And not been ideal losing two big games this season already. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like... When you look at that group in the Champions League with Bayern and Barca, it's just enter in terms of quality and the way they've been playing recently. They're going to get smacked around by both those teams. I think they have good quality in their team. I, 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 honestly... I just think that they've been very bog standard. That makes sense. It's like the play style is not just... Yeah, it just feels like they can't get anything to really work. And there's... the Yeah. 
because I did watch their game against Lazio week prior, and I mean, when you have to play Gagliardini, <laughs> that guy who I thought was going to be good five years ago, but it was one of those fools gold from Atalanta. It's interesting. I'm not as confident with them as I might have been a few weeks ago in the Champions League. And and Juventus, they uh didn't they draw Fiorentina? They did. Uh, Arkadius Milik scored with his cock. <laughs> he literally did. He literally fell and like he was on his knees and the the ball came off his cock and he's just like boom. How you were saying that is just yeah, it's so true. funny. He, he went in there and he just boom. So good to see Milik scoring. You know, sometimes it's just what you gotta do. Yeah, but to get yeah. the ball in the back of the net. I, somebody I saw a comment. He might be the first player in football history to score with his cock. That seems unlikely, actually. Oh, feels like it. It, 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 it should happen before. Just someone hitting the ball like off someone and going in like that. Of all the football Maybe. that has been played in this world, for there's no. I feels odd that that would be the first one. Maybe oh, like on purpose, because you're saying he's doing it like actually on purpose. But also, um, Lazio, uh, Napoli. I just want to quickly mention. I'm gonna try and pronounce his name. Um, Kvitsa Kvarat. Kshelia. Farakshelia. Or you can call him Faradona. I've heard people call him the Georgian. <laughs> Faradona. I think Napoli fans like that name. Which, this guy, man, uh, he's really fun to watch. I, I, I can't remember his goal, but there was a moment in the game where he kind of did a bit of a roulette and just took a goal, like a long shot from outside the box, hits the post. I'm like, that would have been a Pushkas award-winning goal. I'm like, oh my God. It's crazy how, like, because... I've known about this guy for a long time because he was on the Guardians Next Generation mm-hmm. list of players and he was a Georgian player on there in maybe 2018, 2017. And he like was playing in the Russian League for the longest yeah, time. Yeah, he put up very good numbers. But I remember seeing him play against Spain in the Nations League I think late last mm. year where he was just basically like I think Georgia was defeating were beating Spain at the time and then I think Spain came back and won. But like he was a big reason why um, Spain were having troubles and like the guy's dribbling ability is literally one of the best I've seen yeah, in really a long time. It's like you expect this guy to be Argentinian or Brazilian, but he's from Georgia. Yeah. Incredible. Like I, I love it. I'm happy that Georgia has a also, player like that. Yeah. In terms of Serie A, Serie A is very competitive right now. I know it's only been five matches, but Napoli and Milan are tied uh, with 11 points. Three and four are tied. With Atalanta Udinese with ten points, actually Udinese. no, Roma. Yeah, and, and Roma have ten Roma. points. So three, four, and five all have ten points. You Juve with nine and six. Well, Serie A is always exciting and for that. And seventh, like not always Jesus tight. Christ. I know like, Brett's been loving Serie A. Serie A is a gr- if you watched Serie A last year, it was a great, great season. Some great football. The only bad thing about Serie A is they, uh, they've been losing players to other leagues, not even to like the best teams. And like some some promising players have left the league, but I, I I was wondering this, but is there a chance that AC Milan could maybe be a dark horse? Well, in the that, that's what I was just gonna say because you're talking about AC Milan being a dark yeah. horse, but they won the Serie A, like they are the Serie A winners. Are but, they considered a dark horse, no or should they actually Serie a team to go deep in the UCL? Yeah, or but do they, or are they just expected to actually do well? well? The thing is, no one expected Milan to win this win Serie A last season. Mm-hmm. They. From what it looked like at the time, they they just were that team that had destiny in their hands. And even though I like to say that there's no destiny in football, but they had Zlatan. Um, no, I mean he was he played a big part in one of the goals late in that last season uh, that Tonali scored. I think it was against Lazio. 
And Milan, like, at the beginning last season, they weren't the best team in Serie A, but with the work they had, the development that Pioli has had on the team and the players that have improved, uh, like, they now, I think, are the best team and some of the players they've signed this season. It's really exciting. Really exciting. Do you think... I mean... Brett said, not, they, Brett they, said they would win it, right? Yeah, and that's... I would love to any see team. It. Any team can win the Champions League. We we know. No, that. well, not any team. I think like majority of Europe's top flight can. Like I think, I think like five teams are usually realistic. Yes, that's to, what I mean. Like it's always but, recycled. But with football, any team can go on and win it. They can. And it uh, won't happen. It most likely won't happen. But any team could. The brilliant thing about football is, you know, sometimes the Favorites can lose, like you've seen with Manchester City, time and time again, and it, it can happen. Ajax made a semifinal, Monaco made a semifinal. Leipzig, you had Leon that one season as well. Yeah, like crazy things can happen. Who was it that the Portuguese team was last year or the year before? Uh, Boarding? No, Benfica, no. Benfica had a yeah, good Benfica, run. So like... Benfica made the round of quarterfinals last season. Yeah. Porto made the quarterfinals. I, I would like to times. see. Uh, maybe I, if Milan wins it, I would love it because that means Ibrahimovic finally gets to touch the Champions League. For Matt, who says he claims if he wins any everything, I'm just saying that's kind of false. <laughs> I swear. And he, he didn't win the MLS. He didn't win the MLS. He didn't win the Premier League. He hasn't won the Champions League. He's won a couple of Scudettos. He's won League on. <laughs> Those three trophies he hasn't won are the equal. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, Sweden. What the fuck have Sweden on the international stage? Are they? Well, I mean, after I think they've done better without him. But that's a hot topic for another time because I feel like we're this podcast has gone very well. Yeah. I think. Shout out to Montreal uh, in the MLS. They defeated Toronto FC today, and uh, I mean they're apparently doing really well in the MLS. They might actually have a chance to oh, win well, it. That'd be cool. I mean, yeah, Toronto FC is the lone Canadian team that always does well. Montreal, Toronto FC has been crap. I've got one more thing to say. Has VAR been shit recently? You find it's been bad. I mean, for with some bad calls and like, and then it just goes on to it. It's not clear and obvious, and they'll still just take five minutes to look at something. You think it's it's still just bad to have? Premier League perspective for no comment. I I, I can't. I don't know how to comment on VAR. Honestly, you watched like La Liga and quite a bit. They don't seem to use VAR a lot compared to the Premier League. Yeah, because the Prem's just weird. Yeah, the Prem tracks every single thing, I swear. Yeah. It's so annoying. I, I know I read somewhere, like, because, like, uh, let me find if I can find the article where they were, because apparently they were, apparently the referee association in the Premier League were reviewing yeah. certain mistakes. That's why I was bringing it up, because they, they're saying, like, there was multiple mistakes already that should be, like, reviewed and checked over, because hair pull. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because the Premier that was horrible. Because yeah, they said the Premier League and refereeing body to review VAR, and then that stuff happened that you mentioned. Yeah. One thing that could happen, which I wouldn't be surprised based on how much money the Premier League generates. Um, I think I read someone saying that um, Premier League might well just set up their own refereeing association because this is uh the ones they have now. That's like from basically the English stuff. Yeah. Like, set up their own refereeing association and then buy, pay refs from other countries to come and referee the Premier League. And, like, they have the money. They could do that. It could be something you see in the future. Yeah. 
it just hasn't been great. And it still goes back to my biggest issue with it is if it's not clear and obvious why like it just shouldn't be taking that long and stuff yeah. like it's what the it's meant to be clear and obvious mistakes and it's still always just about that tight little call and then it just takes 10 minutes away from a my, game my biggest place. problem with bar and kind of like what you were just saying it just kind of ruins the flow of matches at times but that's yeah try and then you talk about trying to be quicker and then it's still just yeah. not in the, but I think we're going to wrap it up there for the Sunday League Pundits. Great episode. Fun chatting with Greg, Lucas, and I, Waz. Shout out to Brett, Matt, and Liam, wherever they are in the world. We don't really know what Liam does on his off, uh, where he goes on his adventures. I think Brett said he was doing something wrestling. Yeah, he was watching AEW uh, All Out is today. Tony Khan! Oh, I, I, I quickly wanted to mention one thing when I was at the lake. I was just chilling by the, uh, on the dock. And I overheard these kids talking about football. It was, was kind of nice, except for one kid who was like, I want to be like Christian Ronaldo, Suey. <laughs> <laughs> he brings up the speed reference. He was like, I'm going to be better than Christian Ronaldo, Suey. And then, oh and, my and then God. I, just, I just listened to the comment, and they're talking like Ballon d'Ors and like who's better, Messi or Ronaldo. It's just like, it's, this is wholesome. I mean, it's funny. Speed is uh, advertised football too. Both North yes, Americans. exactly. It's crazy, and I can't wait to Bro, see him. I was watching a stream of him because it, I was just looking at YouTube live streams. Possible to find the live stream section on YouTube. Yeah, it feels like it. Uh, but like I saw, like Speed, he was opening cards, uh, football cards, and then he ended up burning Messi's card. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! It's, it's it's crazy how much of uh how much Ronaldo has influence on him. <laughs> like that's wild. One day we'll see Ronaldo and Speed, and they'll will, and Ronaldo will say "sui." I hope not. It's God. gonna happen. That's Probably a, will. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, thanks for watching this. So, guys, give us a nice uh, rating. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.